Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bold Expressions. Uh, today, I want to talk about an incident that happened, I want to say, in June 1st. Uh, a little backstory. Um, recently, there's been talk about defunding the police, sorry, defunding the police, which um, is another topic I'll get into at a later date, but for right now, um, it was an issue they've been talking about here in Missouri and around the country. Uh, I believe one state, uh, even, I saw something I want to say in Washington or Portland, um, they have defunded the police like $76 million. So, um, being concerned citizens, they run into the mayor of St. Louis City, not St. Louis County. I live in a county, but in St. Louis City, uh, the mayor, uh, Linda, Cannot remember her last name. Um, Waitson? That's horrible. But like I said, <laughs> sorry. Linda Cruson. I don't know where I got Waitson from. Uh, the mayor, Linda Cruson. Um, she read some names and addresses. She read some personal information of people on a Facebook Live video. Like I said, I'll probably get into that later, but, you know, some people were already upset for her for other reasons, but after that, they were just like, you need to go. You need to resign. That's horrible. You should know better. So a march was planned. They was going to demonstrate. Sorry, there were protesters that were going to demonstrate. Um, that didn't make sense, demonstrate, but they're going to go to her house on a private street and protest. Uh, while doing so, there was two... There was a couple who were actually who were actually lawyers themselves, uh, Mark and Patricia McClowski, and uh, they came outside with weapons, and this was on June twenty eighth, to confront them because they you know they feared for their safety for whatever reason, uh, and right now. Um, it became worldwide you know, news after seeing them waving their guns uh, outside their Central West End home. Um, the wife even approached them, had her little pistol. She damn near shot her, would have shot herself. She, They came outside. They didn't bother getting their shoes on or anything. Um, and they were pointing. Uh, if you see the picture, you see her fingers on the trigger. Um, the husband had an uh, AR-15. Um but they were charged uh, today. Sorry, they were charged Monday. Uh, as of right now, Monday would have been July 20th. Yes, uh, they were charged July 20th um, with gun crimes despite pushback from the investigation. Sorry, despite pushback against the investigation from Jefferson City to Washington. Uh, Mark and Patricia Mikowski each faced a single felony count of unlawful use of a weapon, uh, which is exhibiting. Uh, the charging documents say uh, Mark pointed an AR-15 rifle at protesters and the wife, Patricia, wielded a semi-automatic handgun, placing protesters in fear of injury. The charging documents say... Uh, investigators conducted numerous witness interviews and relied on video footage and McClowski's own statements 
about the uh, incident. In a statement, uh, St. Louis Circuit Attorney uh, Kimberly Kim Kimberly M. Gardner, uh, she's I want to say she won an election a couple years back, and she's been really going into the police and trying to reform. And she's she's really about that life. She is somebody who she is trying to to live up to the promises that she gave to the people about uh, reform and, and doing things. Um, she said that it is illegal to wave weapons in a threatening manner at those participating in nonviolent protests. And while we are fortunate that, uh, sorry, and while we are fortunate the situation did not escalate into deadly force, this type of conduct is unacceptable in St. Louis. Uh, she later said that the charges followed a thorough police investigation and that she would be open to resolving the charges with a diversion program. Uh, a form of probation that there would be no conviction for the McClowskis if successfully completed. Um, and yeah, uh, diversion program, as it says, basically it's a form of sentence in which the criminal offender uh, in this case, the McCloskeys could join a rehabilitation program, which would help remedy the behavior that led them to be arrested in the first place, and allow the offender to avoid conviction, and in some juris and in some jurisdictions, uh, hide the criminal record altogether. Um, when I first saw this, I thought it was it reminded me of uh, the Jesse Smollett case, whereas in, instead of um, but I want to say that was delayed prosecution, I believe, where instead of him you know, wasting money on a trial, or whatever, be like, okay, just give us this money and go about your business, which I think if more things were like that, especially for nonviolent of offenses, um, then maybe, uh, you know, our prisons wouldn't be so crowded, you know. Like I said, not not everything, just you know, things in which nobody was actually really hurt. But anyway, uh Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, sorry, yeah, Schmidt said he will seek dismissal of the charges and call them a case of political prosecution, which is frustrating because it's it has nothing to do with political, but you know, political, whatever, but it's, they were outside waving guns, and uh, it's, it's one of those things, I wonder how many other cases he's jumped in to be like, oh, well, we shouldn't do this, this is, you know, basically how many, I, I don't even want to say black, but how many people of lower income has he bothered to step in for, or jump to do something against? Uh, the Fitz lawyer, uh, Joel Schwartz issued his own statement calling the charges disheartening as I unequivocally believe no crime was committed. Schwartz said that the first um, that the First Amendment right of every citizen to have their voice and opinion heard must be balanced with the Second Amendment and Missouri law. Sorry. Um, which I don't understand how that that must be balanced. It's not like the two are connected in any, in any way. 
um, which entitled each of us to protect our home and family from potential from potential threats. Um, he had previously talked to a, uh, a, pap- a paper here, uh, St. Louis Post, the St. Louis Post Dispatch, um, was actually where I'm getting, uh, reading uh, a lot of this article from, uh, a lot of this information. Uh, he said that he previously told them that based upon Missouri law and the castle, castle doctrine, the McClowskis were one were one hundred percent within their right. Now, um, the Castle Doctrine uh, allows residents to use force without the duty to retreat, based on the notion that your home is your castle. Um, this is a version of, um, you know, the the stand your ground uh, law, which. Um, I, I remember on my way to work, I was riding on a shuttle. I heard a guy talking about this, and he mentioned that. And normally, we've heard "stand your ground" in Florida, and uh, I believe Georgia, wherever uh, about Arbery was shot. And I never knew that you know a lot of states have a version of this, but apparently Missouri does. However, when I looked it up. Uh, It said, okay, blah, blah, blah. it says this legal doctrine assumes that if an invader disrupts the sanctity of your home, they intend to do you harm and therefore you should be able to repel their advances. Missouri's law is more extensive that the law in other states. Sorry, Missouri's law is more extensive than the law in other states because it permits property owners to use the amount of force reasonably perceived as necessary, including deadly deadly force. However, case law suggests it does not go so far as permitting the use of deadly force to merely protect property. In 2016, the Missouri Court of Appeals for the Eastern District held in State v. Wimple that deadly force under the Castle Doctrine can only be used when you reasonably believe such force is necessary to protect yourself or someone else from the use or immediate sort of intermittent use of unlawful force. Ultimately, it is an unclear issue that will likely need further clarification by the state judiciary or legislation. Um, so, yeah. So, to me... And from what that was saying, that if you are merely protecting your property and someone is not intending you harm, somebody has not broken into your house, then it is unlawful. Then it is unlawful for you to use deadly force or attempt to use deadly force against that person. Um, uh, like I said. Uh, uh, Joel Swartz, he's the one who said that they were 100% within their rights for doing, for doing so based off the Castle Doctrine, but according to the law and uh, what's the phrase they use? Uh, there's a precedent to say that that's not the case. 
the couple said they've been told days before that the protest group Expect Us was planning an event. Uh, mindful of the June 1st arson of a 7-Eleven store in downtown St. Louis, the couple had fire extinguishers in every room on the lower level of their mansion. Mark uh, also had his uh, rifle handy. Um, Klausi said he saw a flood of people break through a locked gate and enter Port- Portland Place, a private residential street. Protesters have denied that saying they came through an unlocked gate and did not damage it. A video from the night shows an apparently undamaged gate being held open for the first demonstrators, but at some point the gate was damaged. Protesters have also said they were not on McCloskey's property. The marchers were heading to, as I said, they were headed to the mayor's house, the McCloskey, and they decided to cut through a private neighborhood to get to... uh, was it her house on Lake Avenue? Uh, the couple said they grabbed their guns and confronted the protesters, fearful, fearful for their lives. They left their home, grabbed their gun. They grabbed their guns, left their home to confront some people that were on the street because they were fearful for their lives because of a Seven Eleven that was burnt down for protest for something completely different. Once again, they left their home, and apparently they even have a panic room. And they have fire extinguishers and all this other stuff, which, you know, I'm not going to knock them for having a fire extinguisher. They have a mansion, you know, fire breaks out, put it up, you know. But they left their home with weapons to confront some people that were on the street because they were fearful of their lives. Because a 7-Eleven, you know, they talked about that. 7-Eleven was burned to the ground. So, you know, apparently we're supposed to draw a correlation is because because you saw this 7-Eleven get burnt down that you thought that these people would do something to your house even though during the protest there, there, there was no residential property that was damaged. Okay, but anyway. And I could be wrong about the residential damage. I just never heard about it. But then again, the news, the the fact that the news kept highlighting the protests in that way and not all the peaceful ones that happened and also the fact that they kept acting like the people looting and the protesters over, overall were winning the same. But I digress. Um... The McCloskey said they grabbed their guns and confronted the protesters, fearful for their lives. Uh, McCloskey said, Mark McCloskey said, both safeties were engaged on the guns. A lawyer for them later said the pistol was inoperable. So you were so... <laughs> okay. In a confrontation that lasted about 15 minutes, Mark McCloskey can be heard yelling, get out, get out, get out. A protester responds, calm down, while someone else... Yells an expletive. They cursed. I don't know what they, but uh, he says, I believe in my heart of hearts that the only thing that kept those mobsters, that crowd, away from us is that we were standing there with guns. The only thing that kept these people away, (laughs) he believes that the only thing that kept these people who were not there for you 
away from you was the fact that you had weapons. No, the only reason they were even focused on you is because you came outside with guns. They were not there for you. You apparently was told, you know, you, you knew days before about the protest group. You knew they were planning an event. So you knew about the you knew about the event. You knew about the protest. You knew they were going. You knew why they were going. Yet for some reason you still feared for your life because they're coming for it. It's like nobody nobody was studying you. Nobody was coming for you. So why would you even think that they you know that and that's 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 the frustrating thing. Oh, also they are apparently handling a Black Lives Matter case. So I wonder how the people, I wonder how their uh, clients who I believe were, uh, you know, protesting for that. I wonder how they feel after this. And apparently a lot of people uh, running for offices in Missouri return uh, their donations back to them uh, even before before the charges were uh, brought against them you know because you know they didn't want that heat uh, he said the couple's actions had nothing to do with race even though he called them mobsters you know but I guess they're in a mob I guess as, as, as they would say uh, videos do not show protesters on a McClowski's lawn nor on a 1,143 square foot triangle of grass, the ownership of which is disputed. So, according to video evidence, they weren't even on their lawn. So you protected property which they were not on. You can say it's a private street, but you don't own the whole street. Uh, it, you know, if the that well, never mind. Let's, let's get to that later. Uh, Mark McClowski once said in a deposition that he had pointed a gun at a neighbor over that triangular patch. So, if I learned anything for watching police procedurals, we call that a pattern, a pattern of behavior. You being trigger happy and pointing weapons at people. Yeah. A group of neighborhood residents later condemned the McClowski's actions. When asked about the charges, St. Louis law professor John Amon said it makes a lot of difference that the protesters were not on their property, according to the videos. If the protesters were on their property, the reasons matter. He added, giving... As an example, someone picking up a water bottle that had been dropped or thrown. Under, under the McCloskey's theory, they could shoot and kill a child running on their property to get a ball they were playing with, he said. Now, I, I like the way he broke that down because that's something I like to do when thinking about things or trying to break things down, at least for me. In that he's saying, okay... You, you brought your guns out because, you know, you're fearful for your property. You're protecting your property. He apparently pointed a gun at a neighbor. Now, mind you this, at a neighbor, somebody who also lives, <laughs> someone who also lives on that private street. So, 
you know, be because of a patch of grass. <laughs> you know, so, you know, as he said, it's like, so if a kid dropped a, if a kid had a ball, they went to get it off your lawn, you would be fear, you would, they would think they're in their right to shoot a kid getting the ball off the yard. You know, and that just just goes, you know, to me with their level of crazy. He also said the fact that the McCloskeys lived on a private street didn't matter. Gardner's office issues charges despite a statement by Governor Mike Parson, this idiot, uh, that he would likely pardon the charges if issued. Uh, when asked about a pardon in a radio interview Friday, Parson said that Although he didn't know, although he didn't know all the facts, by all means, I would, and I think that exactly what would happen. Parson had previously said he believed the Castle Doctrine would apply. It's like I don't know all the facts. I can't tell you everything, but I, I'll pardon him. It's like okay. Uh. He's also recently said some some stupid mess. Uh, just just a quick pivot um, to go to show you the great governor of Missouri. <clears throat> and I quote: <clears throat> "These kids have to have got to get back to school. They're at the lowest risk possible, and if they do get COVID nineteen, which they will." which they will and and they will when they go to school once again let me read that part again and if they do get COVID-19 which they will and they will when they go to school they're not going to the hospitals they're not going to <laughs> they're not going to have to sit in doctor's offices they're going to go home and they're going to get over it. I need to read that one more time for the people in the back. And if they do get COVID-19, which they will, and they will when they go to school, they're not going to hospitals. They're not going to have to sit in doctor's offices. They're going to go home and they're going to get over it. Bruh. First of all, just... Like I said, quick pivot. We have to get them to school because they're going to. We know they're going to catch it. In my mind, that's already a thing. They're going to catch it at the school. But who are they going to catch it from? If they catch it at the school, it's not just kids teaching kids, there's teachers, there's faculty, there's other people there. So if the kids catch it, that means these other people catch it. And the kids don't live in a vacuum. If the kids catch it and they come home, that means that the parents catch it. And we're not going to know that the kids caught it right away. So the kids come home, they infect the parents, the parents go out. and. But that, that is our that is our governor. You you idiot Mike Parson. OK, um, 
On Monday evening, he tweeted that the charges against the McCloskeys are outrageous. The charges against these two people are outrageous. The charges. But you want to willingly infect kids with COVID-19 because you said they're at the lowest risk possible and they're going to go home and get over it. Um, these people. Uh, our senator, uh, both these guys are Republicans. Uh, last week, U.S. Senator Josh Hawley said he'd asked the Department of Justice in a letter to investigate Gardner's office for a criminal, sorry, for a civil rights violation, calling her investigation an abuse of power. He also faulted Gardner for not charging protesters with trespassing. The Justice Department declined to comment. In a statement in response, Gardner wrote, I am deeply disappointed that a U.S. senator would intervene in a local matter that is <laughs> that is under investigation. A Holly tweet said that the matter was both praised and criticized, with some saying he had ignored the facts and others asking why he was not instead focusing on the coronavirus pandemic. Holly was echoing comments by both Parson and President Donald Trump. Trump claimed the McClowskis were at risk of being beaten and having their house ransacked and burned. Based on what evidence? Why would they have been beaten? Why would their house have been ransacked? This has happened to no one anywhere. No one has bothered anybody's residential homes or anything. Once again, they were not even there for them. They were there to protest peacefully the mayor of St. Louis City, who on Facebook Live released personal information of people who were for defunding the police. Uh, he called the potential for their prosecution a disgrace in an interview. And once again, this is from Donald Trump, the guy who <laughs> who is more worried about taking a picture with beans and other spices from Goya than speaking out on anything that actually matters to people. He, he, him and his daughter, they'd rather be hawking products for a company, which I believe is a violation of uh, some ethics, that they're not supposed to be showing that kind of deferential treatment to, uh, you know, giving it, you know, their positions. Uh, a Gardner lawyer, Roy Austin, told CNN Thursday that Gardner has received numerous threats to her life since announcing the investigation, as well as vile, racist, sexist commentary exasperated by Trump. Austin called Trump's comments on the case insane and Haley's letter to the Justice Department a joke. Uh... I also note Josh Haley has come under fire for some other things. I don't have his uh, everything about him at hand. I'll probably do something about him later. But yeah, that is. I'm I'm happy that they were, uh, you know, something was going on with them because it was crazy that they ran outside with no shoes on or anything because you know to protect the to protect something that was never in in threat in the first place. Because they saw these people and they thought, oh, they're coming after me. 
they're coming after me and all this stuff and and it's it's funny uh, the piggyback what what Trump said that they're going to be house be ransacked they they were going to be beaten their house was going to be ransacked and burned uh, because they because they did this to other people's house yes every other house on that street had been ransacked. That's that's what happened to others. Because obviously that had to happen somewhere to somebody's house in order for them to, in my mind, to reasonably think that this would have happened before. I mean, that this was going to happen to them. They had to have seen this happen somewhere. They're lawyers. They're reasonably intelligent people. So there had to be some type of evidence that they've seen this before. Unless it did have something to do with race, unless it it did have something, it had something to do with something that was not factual, and thus that led them to act irrationally. But that is it is just, uh, and about Trump, it's it's telling the stuff that he responds to, it's telling the stuff that he bothers tweeting about or speaking about in different things. Um, it's 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 a not an old phrase, but I guess the old phrase. It's it's telling to watch the stuff that people spend their time on. Um. The the fact that when 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 certain things happen, he he says nothing, but other things he he makes a big deal about. And then try to say, oh, I, I've done a lot for so for so and so people. I've done a lot about this. It's like, no, you haven't, because the only time you bring it up is when you're being criticized about something. It's not something that you normally talk about. It's not something that you put a spotlight on. But yet, you'll put a spotlight on other things that directly go against the people who you claim that you help. Like you don't really care about how people are doing with things. You don't care about. A lot of stuff, but you care about your image. You care about the fact that, once again, like I said, the, the CEO of Goya brand praised you, so you're going to pimp his his products. Um, um, you know these these white people with guns. Oh, I can I can get I can get some praise, you know, for my Second Amendment people. So I'm going to talk about this, but I bet you if they were black and they had guns. You wouldn't hear anything from him or you wouldn't hear anything from the NRA just like every other time there's an issue with guns or whatever. And they should be, you know, just like with uh, Brianna Taylor. Her boyfriend shooting back at police who he didn't, you know, came in his house, didn't identify themselves when he was initially arrested. You didn't hear anything about them. That's, that's their thing. The government coming and take your weapons and you know, not uh, respecting you know their Second Amendment rights, but they're silent about it because they don't care. But you know, I'm I'm going off, but yeah, that's <laughs> I'll try to keep updated with with all that uh, when other stuff comes up. If you know, 
the charges will get dropped or what have you, but yeah, we'll see. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bold Expressions. I appreciate all those who listen. Uh, give me your thoughts. Do you think that the couple was in their right to uh, to to bring out the weapons? Uh, do you think they were... Do you believe that whether or not they were actually in danger or not, that the couple had reasonable... Uh, doubt to believe that they were in danger regardless of if they were or not do you think that they believe that they were actually in danger um and do you think that they were right for you know bringing out their weapons and as I said they would do it again they have no they're not knowing what they know they still don't care and they would do it again um like I said, thank you all for who uh, listen. Please like, share, and subscribe. Uh, wherever you have the chance to leave a comment or review, please do so. It would help me greatly. I appreciate everyone who takes the time to listen. You could be doing anything, but you decide to spend your time listening to me. Uh, if you'd like to reach me, you can hit me up on my uh Twitter and Instagram at Bold Expressions, B-L-D Expressions. Once again, that is Bold Expressions on both Twitter and Instagram at B-L-D Expressions. You can also shoot me an email at ctl6985 at gmail.com. Have a good day, good morning, good evening, whenever you're listening to this. And as always, don't be so busy proving your point that you forget your purpose.